All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nobody's Podcast, a podcast where nobody's talked to nobody's. Just to start off, before I introduce our guest, I want to apologize for the lack of content. I've been incredibly busy traveling all over the place these past few weekends. Haven't been in a place where I have the technology to run a podcast. Luckily, we're back now. And I may say better than ever because today's guest has got some magnitude. This guy is known all around Moab for being an absolute kingpin of parties. He is a sponsored athlete for one of the most well-known glasses companies in the United States. And he lives on all things with wheels. From mountain biking to skating, this kid does it all. And he runs off of one single motto, huck and pray. Today, we have none other than River Martucci. How you doing, River? <laughs> that was great oh my god i'm doing great how are you doing awesome dude bro we have been acquaintances for what four years now uh yeah give or take four and a half probably because i think i despise you for about a half <laughs> I want, okay i want to talk about that. that what what was that dude the first oh you know just we some, just it was not some... good some, I think, freshman immaturance. I have no clue, man. I, will, uh, I remember the very first time I pulled into mountain bike practice, and you were you were there. You didn't say a word. Not a word was uh, said to anybody. And it was just, I don't know, we hated each other. Yeah, dude, I was an awkward little freak. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, didn't, really, didn't really do much. And then I saw you, and you were, you were even, uh, even more awkward. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, this is not going to work out. <laughs> okay, well, River, I've been doing a bit of research. Oh, so, crap. as of right now, on your Instagram, you have about uh, 4,408 current followers. Your photos yeah. average about 398 likes with about 1,500 views. But your reels average about 591 likes with 6,000 views. And that's minusing the outliers in there. So, like, you're, you're semi-viral. It's, I, I believe... Let me check uh, yeah, here. It says, highest, yeah, you have about video has 500,000 views. Yeah. It says you have about five semi viral posts. That's what I have yeah. written down here that jump around 13 K likes and 200 average, 200,000 average views, which is a really yeah. good start, dude. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. So All right, let's get, get to the, get to the nitty gritty, dude. I know you oh. want to ask me some questions that are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, okay, we'll get there in a second. We'll get there in a second. I want to talk about I want to talk about like kind of what you do first because we have a lot of people who who know you, but there's also a lot of people that I've been looking at on who listen to the Spotify who don't know you. So like can you give yeah. a little bit of insight on like like who is River Martu? Like what do you do? What am I what am I doing right now? Like like the last couple months. Is that what you're asking? Uh, yeah, sure. Changed a lot, man. It's, well, just yeah, 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 yeah. Give us just a little yeah. rundown. Uh, well, as of right now, for the last two months, I've been working carpentry and construction, uh, making pretty good money, doing a lot of work every day, long hours every day of the week. Um, only have two days off really, and those two days off, I have been spending riding a dirt bike now which is riding crazy to me which I is know. actually crazy, crazy. so why the why the change all right so first of all this is gonna this is gonna sound i have ah 
I have not quit mountain biking. Okay, bull crap. Okay. Bull crap. You sold your bike. Yeah, I did. You did. Yeah. 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 Uh, dude, listen to me, okay? We talked okay. about we were hanging out the other night. Yep. We were you and I hanging out the other night. We were in the car. We're, we're in the car. And uh you were asking me why I stopped riding so much. Yes. And your conclusion to that was that you think that I don't have uh, the friends to ride with. And you don't have any riding buddies. The... Yeah, so that's definitely part of it. But the other part of it is that I figured out that I like making money. I like to have uh, the ability to fund toys, like a dirt bike and a nice truck. And uh, just kind of like that ability. And I did not have that ability working at a bike shop. I can tell you that much. And okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna rebuttal. Oh god. I okay. I remember specifically. It was not a good time for you. You were going you were going through some struggles. You called oh, me up. Dude. You called I mean, me up and we were gonna go through that. We we were going through that. We talked for like forty minutes on the phone. Yeah. Talked for yeah. a long time on the phone, and I yeah, gave dude. you. A specific way on how you could figure out how to make money doing what you were doing yeah yeah so I didn't say the name of the company this guy is this guy is sponsored I have it in the title he is sponsored by pit Viper right he calls me up he's not going through a good time so I say dude put your efforts into pit Viper these guys already want you like what are you doing river come on man all right, let me let me let me go through this for good, okay? No, these guys ain't sponsoring you for dirt biking, dude. They don't. Have you seen their content? They don't give two craps. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. They just want content. They don't. They don't. If I was a professional rollerblader, bro, they would take me. <laughs> Not gonna if lie, I, I feel like me. that would blow up more than the dirt biking. <laughs> dude, honestly, I'm starting to feel the same way. My dirt <laughs> videos don't get jack squat, but it is okay. Cause you know why? This, this is rolling to my next point, okay? Okay. I realized, I realized also, the other reason why I was so into mountain biking was because I was getting that following, okay? Yeah. Every time, you know this firsthand, you know this firsthand. I was there, yeah. Every single time I would go do something crazy that no one else had done yet, or if I had gone to do something that it was like really big step for me, the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, if this gets on film, this video's going to blow up. Oh, this is going to be crazy. Oh, I might get sponsored from this. Yeah. And and that is not how you look at riding. Riding should be a, you're happy to get out and do it whenever you can. You're happy to just be out there on the wheels. You're happy to be with the, with the buddies. Like yeah. Prog progressing for yourself, not for the content, not for the fame, not for the sponsors, not for any of that. Kind of like a, a work-life balance, except for a yeah, little bit different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you, you're supposed to be able to be, get balance is like the right word. You're supposed to be able to balance like, um, all right, sponsors will come once you get to that point. Don't focus on doing stuff just for sponsors because then it's going to be a lot harder on yourself. You're not going to be like, I noticed that like I got to a point where I was just hitting a wall. Like I learned backflips. I could do some stuff. I wasn't learning any new tricks though. I yeah. was just like hitting bigger jumps, really. That's really it. I wasn't like pushing my limits like I was in the beginning. I went, I started off riding freshman year and then I rode cross country. <laughs> and that was not fun for me. I rode cross country for two, three years. 
Oh, what were we and thinking, man? Dude, you killed it at cross country. I, I know. I look back at it and I regret it so much. I just think that that's what God, I'm thankful for because if I wouldn't have gotten into that, I never would have gotten a full suspension. I never would have gotten a mountain biking. That's but a good point. At the same time, yeah. the same time, I'm like, dude, I wasted so much. Like, I got so mad at the coaches with that. I got, I had beef with like the coaches on the team. Uh, I didn't want to work hard to like race because I didn't wasn't a racer. I didn't have that like drive to like get first place. I just wanted to ride and have fun. And then it kind of, I think about it like like turned like the dark side dude i started off like a happy rider i was like dude just want to get out and ride my bike you're the luke skywalker yeah yeah and then i started like or no you're anakin uh, sorry you're anakin you were all happy you had your green saber and then you went then you went red red, dude went red got burned by the social media lava turning darth vader dude so i wanted to talk about you uh, talk about this too uh you kind of mentioned a little bit of the the racing and cross country but i remember throughout a lot of the cross-country racing, you talked about enduro. So whatever happened to, like, your enduro racing? Oh. <laughs> that, just comes, that just comes down to the same... Uh, uh, it, Was it just, like, a bad adrenaline? Like, the wrong type of adrenaline? No, so it's... Let's just let's just say that it comes back to the competing aspect of things. Uh, I really liked enduro more than I liked cross country because of the fact that it was high speed, like technical stuff. Yeah. Uh, bigger bikes, you needed like the bigger bikes you needed to wear like like full face in the in the pads and stuff, and it was like more lenient than cross country. And you didn't need as much. You still need crazy endurance for enduro, but you didn't need as much as you did for cross country. Yeah. And. Uh, I just realized that a lot of the people that I was competing against were there to win. And I'll tell you that wanting to ride for fun and just ride fast and like hit jumps and stuff. And then trying to merge that with riders that want to win does not go well together. Cause it's like, they're there because they work hard for it and they practice and they're ready to like take every possible efficient line and just win. Yeah. And like stand on a podium and hold their bike and then go get some sponsored like jerseys and stuff. So it was just like, I didn't have that aspect. I just wanted to like, I just wanted to ride fast and hit jumps really just get confident and get stylish and learn how to like, just get comfortable on the bike and make it look good. Really. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted people to like look and be like, Oh, he's come a long way. And yeah, then, from oh he's still he's still progressing. Oh, this is awesome, like that kind of stuff. And that's when it turned into like social media aspect. Film this, film this, film that. Let's get all this on clip. Let's GoPro this. See how many views I can rack in with this video, and then like yeah. So that that okay. interests me a little bit. So you did you one hundred percent started mountain biking because it was something you loved. Everybody did. Yep. Like if if anybody hops on a bike, it's because it's what they love. And I know right now you're kind of transferring that emotion with dirt biking, but when do you think it'll come to a point where you're doing the same thing with dirt biking as you are with mountain biking, where you're looking at it as not something fun to do, but as you want everybody on the internet to see what you're doing? Yeah. Like, do you think, do you think that'll ever come? 
Uh, I think that. Are you asking if it'll ever come back? No, I'm asking. I'm asking if you're if you're transferring all of your everything that you know from mountain biking. Because I watch your your reels on Instagram, and you're trying to do kind of like the reels that you set in your mountain biking, right? But it's two separate sports. Like I feel like your mountain biking reels were really based, and now these ones are just kind of like clips that you're throwing together. So is there ever going to be a point where you're taking your dirt biking so seriously that you're making yeah. these clips for views? All right, so let's 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 talk. Let's go into this a little bit because I I think I know what you're talking. You're talking about how I had those reels for a little while. They were just like friends and parties, like all crammed together, you know? Yeah, kinda. Yeah. Okay, so that was during my uh, you, you messed up your life stage where I had two months of my entire life that I threw away. Cat house. Stupid. We have to talk yeah, about cat that. House. Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Cat house is a large part of my life. Okay. No. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, that's, that'll be the perfect story. Man. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. So excited. Uh, so, yeah, I got to a point where I was like, man, I don't have motivation to ride my bike. But I also have all these followers, and they expect to see content. So I was like, uh, I got an idea. Let's be ghetto and makeshift and just toss a bunch of clips that I've taken off my Snapchat in the last, like, <laughs> like month, <laughs> and, a reel, and add some gas music to it. it yeah, sure enough, I'm in some of those. Like, like when I got yeah. arrested. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was... Perfect example, but so then I, I a couple months pass by, don't really post much content. Get out on my bike a little bit, make some reels, post some reels. They do all right. Then uh, dirt bike comes along. Working construction, carpentry, can afford a dirt bike. Buys a dirt bike. Uh, realizes that dirt biking and mountain biking have nothing in common whatsoever, <laughs> at all. Like. It's kind of crazy. I thought, yeah, it's heavier, like I'll hop on it and just be in love with it because it'll be a throttle. So it's like, no, not like that at all. Really? Um, yeah, so it's it's a lot more like, clearly, like this is going to be like a duh moment, but it's a lot more, into, like it takes more focus than riding a mountain bike, which is really what I was like, that's what I missed was like that, that drive, you know, like yeah. right now. I can get out on that clapped ass track that Moab has. It has no smooth lines whatsoever, and there's ruts and rocks, and it's dry. I can get out there on the dirt bike by myself for like two hours, and just have like the most fun in my entire life because I'm just relearning how to ride something, and with the fact that I can just twist my wrist all the way back and have like this power, power and then, yeah, and then. And then like shifting through the gears, it feels like I was driving my manual car again. And it's like the jumps, like the like mountain biking, you have to have a run up and then you have to like, you gotta, you gotta have the right speed and then you pull up and then it's like, make sure you don't go w one way too much or the other way too much or you're going to be off balance in the air and like wind and all these other factors. And it's like with this, it's like, if I find a lip and I just like go third gear into it and kind of give it some more juice to the top of the jump it just kind of floats you over and then in the air you've got 
throttle and brake control so you can like move the bike in the air, which is totally different than mountain biking. So it's just 100% um, power. That's all. It's a yeah. it's a massive heavy bike with nothing but power. You just have to learn how to use the machine to control the bike in every aspect. Like, it's a lot less manpower. Like, I'm definitely working a lot harder on the dirt bike too, but it's a lot less manpower and more like machine. Like, yeah, learn how to learning how to learn be how one to with your machine. machine. Yeah, exactly. And you can't just like bunny hop something and pull up. You have to like use the throttle the right amount to like kind of give you that little jolt. Uh, you can't you can't go into a jump in like too uh, like I guess high of a gear because then you'll just be like bogged out. Uh, like corners are super fun because it's like you can't let off in the corners because it just starts to get squirrely. You just gotta commit, go into the corner and just keep going on a throttle and it sucks. It like literally plants your back wheel and you just get sucked into it. Um, it's a crazy feeling and honestly like I love I like. I love it. It feels so good to have like a like that start from square one again. Yeah. And, learn and build up to things, and then having that feeling of like accomplishing something you wanted to do, and it's just like, I don't. I feel like if I would have put more effort into mountain biking, I could have gotten back to that point for sure. But it's just like I feel like I also lost that at the same time with mountain biking, like that. Like you're that, jack of uh, all trades. That's why I put in the title that you live on all things wheels because you're a skater, you're insane at scooters, you're you like you like wheels. I really enjoy wheels. <laughs> I think it just comes down to being an adrenaline junkie. Really. Exactly. Yeah, that's I what I should really have said. Adrenaline junkie. I just I just enjoy the thrill of everything, man. So talking about like, thrill. Oh God. Cat house. Okay. Cat house. You got. All right. I just want to hear. Just okay. I want to. Okay. I want to talk about the party, the the yeah, that's absolute right ruiner of my life. Everybody yeah. knows your name because of this one party. You're okay. that guy. I. Uh, you're not that guy. Pal. I wish I was not that guy, but I am that guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh. So, I guess we'll just kind of start from the beginning. Uh, my mother really, really, really wants me to this day. She still wants me to. No matter how successful I'll get, she'll always want this to happen. She wants me to go to college really bad. Yeah. She really wants me to, like, drop Moab and just leave and go to college somewhere. And I just can't do that. I cannot find any part of me that has any desire to go back to school and learn something and waste or not waste. Cause I'll be learning some, like some important stuff, but it's like in the end, I'll just, that's understandable. Be, I feel that too. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I so, can't see myself in another school scenario. Yeah, exactly. And I, especially after I've learned how to use my hands to make money, it's like, I don't want to go back to having to use my brain. Yeah. I feel that <laughs> it's, it's not the same concept. So uh, so my mom was in really, uh, big, like she, she hated that. So we got in a lot of arguments for a while. We were always like mad at each other. Um, I got kicked out and I went to, I kind of just like, I went to Cortez and saw my dad for a while, but I kind of house hopped. And then my neighbor down the street. Uh, oh God, every time I talk about this, I feel so bad. 
My neighbor, my neighbor down the street. Uh, I won't disclose any. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, don't do that. Nice, super nice people. Like they, they've always been like super supportive of the mountain biking. Every time I would post something new and it was cool or crazy, they'd they'd stop me and like congratulate me and be like, "That was cool. Like so glad to see you progressing." Blah Like they're always super nice people. So I was uh, always on the. I think I'd house. I'd watched their house a couple times for them, and they offered. They, well, they kind of they were like, can you watch our house for us? We're going to Arizona for a month and a half, month and a half. Can you watch our house for us while we're gone? We're going to go ride Sedona and, like, have some fun. And I was like, yeah, of course, lay dot. And I was like, this is actually perfect because I don't have anywhere to live right now. Yeah, and, and that's a month uh, of a nice home. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it like that. So we made this agreement. No parties. Um, no, like, it, it was like, the basic agreements no parties uh clean up everything no one goes upstairs like uh, the general rules and she said aside from that you can have people over you can watch movies on the tv you can bring your game system over whatever you want to do just take water the plants uh do the dishes if you do if you use dishes like clean up after yourself feed the cats that was that was the ground rules so there was and... a rule of no partying oh yeah so... <laughs> Oh, oh no! Yeah, was, so I was I was doing really well, man. For the first like three weeks, I had been offered. People had found out that I was staying in the house with myself, and I had said no. I cannot throw any parties. I was yeah. like, if a couple of you want to come over and have a little kickback, that's totally fine. We can come over and watch the UFC fight. We did that actually a couple times. And if there's like another thing you want to come over and like chill together, like that's totally fine. But I cannot throw any parties. And then. Uh, I was realizing that progressively, like the little kickbacks turned into like more, like I think the max, we had like six people in there one time, which is not that many for kickbacks. I was like, this isn't that bad. And then I gave in to peer pressure, dude. All these people, they were just like, man, just throw this party one time, get these people. Like, la-di-da, we'll throw a party. So I threw one party and, uh, I think there was like 25 people that came so like not that many and it went great it was smooth next morning everyone or the that night everyone left next morning i cleaned everything up it was perfect the house looked normal i mopped i vacuumed i like you, you dipped your toes in the out. deep end you just dipped yeah, them. I dipped, yeah you were like i dipped them splash. i got a taste yeah i said oh that was super simple yeah let's do that again let's go off the so high dive the, exactly <laughs> so for the next the next Five nights. I, th- I had thrown a party every single night, and oh every single night they had they had gotten bigger and bigger. And by the final night, the fifth night, there was forty six people in this house. And and keep in mind, this house is two stories, but it's not that big. It really is not. <laughs> Your shoulder tapping. Yeah, and it's like people are on the countertops, like just holding like funnels, and it was just. It was bad. It was rager and a half. And so, uh, funny enough, Jackson Mayer was there for this. He was completely sober. He was a DD. I want to talk about that too. So just keep going. So I told him, I was like, man, I'm getting stressed out. There's a lot of people in here. I was like, I'm going to go outside and pee. And he was like, being yes. a good friend. He was like, <laughs> he was like, he was like, all right. Uh, oh, I've heard yeah, this story. I'll, I'll follow you outside and, and, I was like, all right, well, I'm just gonna piss in this bush quick. So I go across, I go across the sidewalk, like right across the street from the house. 
and I'm peeing in this bush, okay? And I don't know if I'm allowed to say it or not, but I was like, I was pretty drunk. Okay? <laughs> you're wasted. You're gone. Yeah, yeah pretty much. You know, I was sitting in this bush. Well, not sitting, but I was standing in this bush, peeing. And I remember peeing out of the corner of my eye, like a dark shadow walking up the path. And I was like, I was like, oh my god, no more people in the house, please. Yeah. Like there's too many people in there i can hear them it's like from outside while i'm pissing like a movie like in the movies yeah exactly there's all the colored lights shining through the windows so i like start to i start to like shake it off right i'm almost done peeing and this motherfucker he turns on his spotlight and he just (laughs) puts it on my crotch and he's like what are you and i was like i was like i was like all right who the hell brings a spotlight to the party like what's going on here so I zip it up and I walk on the path and I'm like looking at him and I see a badge through the light. <laughs> I see a badge. I this oh I tell you I sobered up so quick. I I went from like not being able to stand in a straight line of how's it going, sir? Like what are you looking for? You could spell the ABCs backwards. Oh dude, I could say it a hundred times backwards. <laughs> yeah. And so I said Howdy how's it going and he's like where are you coming from or he's like where are you boys coming from and uh, we're like oh we're just out walking around just kind of walking around and he's like you just had to stop for a pee break and i was like yeah i just had to let it loose real quick or something like that (laughs) something silly and then he goes he's like well we got uh someone had called in they thought that they were someone robbing a house someone had called in they saw lights like flashlights around the house yeah they probably knew that their neighbors were gone yeah, exactly. So they thought that someone was robbing the house. So they called it in and he goes, we're looking for house number, 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 number. And I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, I have no clue where that's at. And he goes, do you think you could like show me where it's at? And I pointed the opposite direction. I said, it's somewhere over there. You little liar. Said, I, exactly. <laughs> You're going said, down with the ship. He goes, he goes, I just came from that way and there's nothing over there. And he's like shine his light on the houses and i look behind me and there's three more cops walking towards us in the other direction and i said to jackson i whispered it i was like man we're screwed yeah sorry that you're here for this he's like i said you're completely fine they don't know anything about you i think you should run i think you should go to rotary i'm gonna stay because i'm the one watching the house so as i'm talking to him about this all the lights in the house go off and Everything's just like quiet from the house. I don't hear any more music. I don't hear anyone screaming or anything like that. And and I'm pretty look, sure I'm pretty sure who was it that yelled that the cops? McKenna. Yeah, that's that's right. McKenna, a friend of yep. a friend of ours, yelled that the that yeah. the cops were there. Yep. So she told everyone the cops were there. Everyone turned off the lights and no one had left yet. But everyone was still in the house. All these people were still in the house. And I remember looking to the house and seeing the no lights are on so i was like okay maybe everyone's hiding right now i've seen this before they have no warrant they can't get in the house unless they have reasonable cause so i'm sitting there talking with jackson still and boom back door i hear the back door swing open i can't see it but i hear it happen and then i just hear like the sound of the bushes behind the house just like (laughs) did everyone start running all the kids were just Taking it through the through the trees, and I looked at the cop, and the cop looked at me, 
and he just nodded his head and took off in that direction. And they were all yelling, and all the cops ran. So at this point, Jackson and I are sitting on the sidewalk with no cops. Like, we could have booked it and been out of there just fine. Yeah. But I, I ran Jackson to Rotary. Jackson was waiting at Rotary. I told him, I was like, wait here. When this is all figured out, I'll get you a ride home. And I run back to the house. The cops are still – I can hear kids screaming and laughing. I can, <laughs> the cops are, like, running and screaming into the bushes. This is incredible. I'm walking – I'm walking into the house, okay? I walk into the house, the front door, I lock the front door, and I arm <clears> off. <throat> I, I was still I was still a little at gone, so I couldn't really, like, justify this wasn't going to do anything, but I locked the front door, I army crawl across the floor in the back door. <laughs> Keep in mind, the back door is a giant glass door, so they can see right through that. And I kind of lifted my arm up from the ground to lock the door, and boom, spotlight on the door. That's so awkward. Yeah, That's and I was so like, awkward. ah, so I just unlocked it, stood up, and walked upstairs. And so, in a different situation, a cop cannot enter the household without reason reason to, <laughs> oh, what is it, um, because they, they can't, if they don't have a warrant, they can't enter the house without, like, probable cause. Yeah, makes So, sense. in my mind, before I was back in the house, I was like, oh, they have no probable cause. I go back into the house again and see the disaster of the house in there. And I said, okay, there's definitely probable cause because they're looking yeah. through the windows right now. And there's a man crawling, the army crawling on the floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and they just saw the, the like 40 plus kids run out the back. <laughs> so I was like, there's no, there's no escape in this river. You just have to wait for them all to come back to the house and interrogate you and do whatever. So I... I'm casually thinking that everyone has left the house at this point, okay? Everyone's gone. There's no, like, everyone ran out the back. I'm just stuck with the floor, going to have to deal with this all. And I was like, that's exactly what I wanted, because I was the one watching the house. There's no way I could have gotten out of this. I had to yeah. just take it. No, I, yeah, you definitely in. You were already, yeah, you were yeah. done as soon as that spotlight hit your crotch. Yep, exactly. So I go upstairs to, like, sit on the bed and just kind of take some breathers. And as I'm walking up the stairs, I hear voices, and I was like, oh, please, no. Please, no. Please tell me it's like two kids. I walk up the stairs. I look to the top of the stairs and I see like, I don't know how many legs, dude. In, <laughs> They're all in there. This, we're in, the, in the bedroom with the sliding door like halfway shut. I see all these legs. I go in there and I just, everyone's just like kind of like, shh, like whispering and like talking quiet. And I said, how many people are in this room right now? And they were like, at least 20. And I was <laughs> There's like, still half the people <laughs> I said, what in the hell? Why awesome. did you guys not run? I was like, everyone's gone. Like, you have a chance to leave still. They're like, no, no. And then, okay, this kid, I'm not going to name him either because <clears throat> I doubt he'd listen to this, but he he was so confident that the cops could not get into the house. So confident. He said, <laughs> they have no reason to believe I've been in this situation before. They have to wait till they can get a warrant from the judge to get in this house at 3 in the morning. They can't do that. Light out, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. Just wait it out. And I was like, there's no way we're waiting this out. They have probable cause. So I go to the bathroom to see there's more people. There's 12 more people in the bathroom upstairs. Oh, so we're talking like it's, 10 kids maybe ran. Yeah, they're not that many kids ran. And then uh, I'm like, well, shh. Right. So I'm sitting up there with them all, waiting for the cops to come back. Cop comes back, knocks on the door. As the cop is knocking the door, I call my dad. Keep in mind, it's 3.30 in the morning. 
And my dad said, what's going on? And I said, I just want you to know that I might need your help tomorrow because I might be in jail. <laughs> and he said, okay, uh, I don't know what you did, but I love you. Call me when it's all figured out. So I said, love you too. Bye-bye. I walked downstairs. I opened the door. And he says, how many people are in this house still? And I said, I don't know. I can go get a head count for you. And he's like, all right, go up there and start counting them off. A little walk spy. Up the stairs, walk up the stairs. And I go, one, two, three, four, five, all the way to like, 15 or 16 or something like that and then he's like all right everyone come downstairs your hands up most awkward thing in my entire life dude walking down the stairs not completely sober like with my hands up and four cops and the yeah terrifying you're walking into walking. the principal's office now you're walking yeah, into the gets... president of the united states <laughs> and, and oval office donald j trump himself is holding a paddle with holding it <laughs> to slap my ass because i messed up so bad yeah that yep. is what I felt right there. Okay. Walk down to the base. I'm sitting in the living room. I'm, I'm, I'm like, there's a bunch of us in the line. And he goes, all right, which one of you is River Marcucci? And I said, oh. <laughs> everyone, everyone looked at me. I stood up. And I walked over to him. And he said, can you please come outside with me? I go outside with him. We're sitting in front of his, his uh, patrol car. And he's like, I'm going to need to see your ID. And this is where this is where I think my night got saved, right here. I pull out my card, and on my ID, I have the Pit Viper driver's license enhancement kit. No. On my face. No. My ID, the little glasses, the little stupid glasses. And he goes, "What are these?" I said, "They're Pit Vipers." And he's like, "Hold on a second. Are you, are you Pit Viper guy?" And I was like. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I am. And he's like, do you ride a, do you ride bikes? I was like, yes, I do. And he's like, you know what Rampage is? And I was like, no, sir. And I was like, yes, I know what Rampage is. <laughs> and he was like, my my niece and nephew love Pit Vipers, and they follow you on Instagram. And I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, and then in my mind, I wanted to be like, I can get you guys all Pit Vipers. Yeah, I can hook you up with Pit Vipers. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't yet. I didn't. And then he goes, all right, well, um, this is the same guy that stopped me on the sidewalk earlier. And he, the first thing he said to me was, you know, we might be in a better situation. I might not be as pissed with you right now if you would have just been honest with me. And he's like, but you lied. So we're going to have to see how this goes. If you cooperate and everyone else in this house cooperates tonight, then we might be able to get out of here just fine. But if not, like, just, just know that you're dealing with the wrong cop. And I said, all right, yes, sir. <laughs> So I go back to the porch and I sit down and I've got my dog Poncho in my hands, by the way. Poncho's in my arms. Yeah. And and uh, the cop says, the cops are talking. He goes back inside, gets all the kids out, light up. Um, they all get their rides. Their parents come, pick them up. They're just kind of cycled. Uh, I'm sitting on the porch still and there's two other cops. So keep in mind, there's about four cops here right now. Or no, five. And there's two cops talking, two of my favorite cops in Moab. I won't disclose their names either because I don't know how they feel about this, but they are the best cops I've ever met in my entire life. They're talking outside the door, and they're like, I'm sitting there with my head in my hands, and they're saying, how long do you think he's got? Like, how long do you think he's got? And they're like... <laughs> so they're messing. Uh, yeah. They're, they're like, tripping with you. Like, uh, one, to, one to two months, and probably like uh, $1,700 in charges. <laughs> And I was like, holy shit. Like, sitting there, like, I just put my head back on the wall. And they didn't say anything for, like, another two minutes, probably. 
And I just remember like bobbing my head and getting super lightheaded and being like, oh, I'm screwed. This is it. And then they start laughing. They just start bawling. And he goes, he goes, how believable is that on a scale of one to 10? <laughs> and I just like took the biggest breath of my entire life and said 11. I just remember saying that. That's all I can remember was just like gasping and like putting my head between my legs and saying 11. And then I, I, I stood up and I was like, can I go back inside and start cleaning up? And he was like, go for it. I go inside and my set, like my second favorite cop is sitting in the living room with my PlayStation controller in his hand. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. I heard they came and they just, they chilled with you. Yeah, and he goes, <laughs> he goes, so I was using my PlayStation to listen to music on Spotify through the TV. And someone had put on 42 Doug. And the cop was like, you guys listen to dog shit. This is 42 Doug is like not a good rap. Let me show you some real. He's like, let me get you educated. And he puts on some like Greek, like rave rap. It's like, it's like just like bass and distorted. And it's like some Greek dude, like speaking super fast in a language I don't understand. And he's like, and he's like bobbing his head. He's holding my controller. still. he's like bobbing his head in the floor. And he's like standing there in the living room, just like bobbing his head. And I was like, what is going on? And then there's an open, there's like, there's, there's stuff open and he hands it to a 15 year old to drink this. He's like, don't, this is, this is half empty. Finish this right now. No way. I was, like, I was like, what? That's crazy. Going I was like, what is going on right now? And I'm like on the counter putting other stuff in the trash bag and like kind of mopping up. I was like, what is going on? And keep in mind, they did not take a single thing out of my fridge or on the counters or anything. They did not confiscate a single thing in that household. Really? Not one thing. Not one thing did they confiscate. And the moral of the story is that they came in, pretty much were party poopers, and then left. That's it. They didn't give anyone any fines, took no one to jail. I didn't get any charges. See, so I... And I heard that you, that this was okay. like an issue. Okay, so then this is where this is where the story goes into like how this ruined my life kind of. Okay. Okay, so first of all, I the biggest factor of this was that I wasted two months of my life doing stupid crap like that and partying. Oh yeah, no that huge was, waste. Yeah. That was the biggest waste of my entire life. Was that right there? I lost motivation. I gained weight. I did a bunch of stuff I didn't want to do. It was just bad. Then, uh. This happened, and this is what set me over the edge where I was like, all right, something needs to change. And the people that have let me stay in this house were called at 2.30 in the morning before the cops came into the house, asking them for permission to enter their household. And they Oh, by the, by the cops? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, so they called and said, hey, we're, uh, we're standing inside your house right now. There's a party going on. Do we have permission to enter? And... You can already tell how the owners of the house feel with that. Yeah. An intro, an intro at 2.30 in the morning. So they were furious. Um, so, yeah. So the next morning I woke up, cleaned out the entire house, mopped and swept everything, like made it look ridiculously like shiny. Everything was mopped and clean and it looked amazing. Thankful, Thankfully, like McKenna had come by the next morning and helped do that. McKenna was there helping clean. It was it was crazy. We got yeah, big props to her. We got a lot done in that morning. 
And then I get a, I get a call from Michelle, one of the owners of the house. <laughs> okay. And, and she says, uh, I need you to collect your stuff, clean up any mess that's left, and get out. And so I got I left, and I fast forward about a month of no talking to them after that. It was just like I apologized for everything, like in a big paragraph, whatever, told them I was really appreciative of the hospitality, and they gave me like somewhere to stay and everything. And I was sorry for ruining it. And then a month goes by, and then she calls me again after a month, and she says, can we meet at Rotary Park? So I meet at Rotary Park to talk about everything. And uh, she lays out a list of everything that was broken in the house. Oh, was, so you guys, like, there was damage. There was, there was damage to uh, picture frames. They had fallen off the wall, and apparently uh, uh, the – the toe cakes, like the trim around the countertops in the kitchen was like black from shoes. Holy so, cow, dude. Yeah, so there's like like it was it was just she took pictures of everything. And uh the bathroom sink, someone had like put their weight on the bathroom sink, so the bathroom sink was like dangling out of the wall. What um, the heck? Yeah, so this so she showed me pictures of all this and she said, uh, this is gonna be a total of about $2,600 of damage that I need you to pay me. And so I was like, well, all right, I can, I'll do that. So she said, she's like, well, I'm not done yet. So it's either $2,600 over time, or you do uh, two $500 payments and a $700 payment, and we call it good. And with some help around the house, fixing stuff. And I said, okay, I'll do that. So I gave her a $500 payment. Then helped around the house for a couple of weeks and we rolled around, gave her another $500 payment. And then I gave her her last $700 payment. So I owed her $1,700 at the end of this yeah. instead of the original price, which is which is way better. <laughs> yeah, it's $1,000 um, off. Yeah. And so I was super thankful that she was willing to like do that with me. And I was, I've been, ever since then, ever since that night, I've been i haven't been to a single party i okay i went to one function and it was it was really really just like hard to be there so i just left. Well, yeah it, it ain't no it ain't no real martucci kingpin party yeah no kidding. <laughs> it was, yeah so i just i just left and then i've been doing work and going to bed early every night waking up early staying on the grind and uh I get a I get a text from uh, this house owner about two weeks ago that says she's thinking about taking me to civil court just to just so that I have this on my record. Wow. She doesn't feel like just cause she doesn't feel like it's satisfied. She's satisfied. So um, because she doesn't believe that I was there, can you believe that she thinks that I ran? She yeah. doesn't think that I stayed at the party. So I remember when we knew. were, you and I were hanging out with the <laughs> cops in front of Maverick, and they were like, "Give us, or we'll call her. Like we'll we'll tell her that." Yeah. Yeah, because they didn't. They. So this is. I also probably shouldn't say this, but it's okay. Whatever. Uh, the. At the time, one of the heads of the head of the police station Moab had known who I was through mountain biking. Uh, I'd helped his son. I'd ridden with them before. I'd just been kind of nice to this family. Yeah. So when they got this call over the radio, like we're going to bus this person's house, and then they were talking on the radio throughout the party, like, oh, it's 
Never mind, Tucci's probably doing it. They had, uh, he had said, oh, don't find him. Don't put him in the plans. He's too good. Like, he's been a good kid. He doesn't deserve to, like, have charges or whatever. Yeah, so they didn't want, they, didn't, they don't want to ruin your life. They didn't, they didn't put my name on any of the paperwork at all. So that, Anything. that would make sense why she doesn't think that you yeah. were at the house. So she immediately assumed that I was lying to her about being there. And she's like, she's like, I need proof. I need to see their body cams. I need to see, like, I need you to go spend 35 bucks to get body cam footage from the, from the town hall, um, to prove to me that you were at this, this function and you didn't just leave the house with the cops and the other kids. And I was like, all right, I can do that. Like, I don't know what she, like, all right. And then that's when you and I had hung out and I was like, she doesn't believe me. Light off. Yeah. So then I have videos of us standing out front of Maverick talking to every single (laughs) officer in the police force. And what's his name? Looks at us, looks at us with his wonky eye. And he goes, he goes, Hey, I I know you guys know who the drug dealers are. (laughs) He goes, I know, I know you know who the drug dealers are and you, you don't have to tell me. But let them know i'm gonna find them and it was like the the most like kind of demeaning but like funny (laughs) yeah yeah dude and that same night i'd given like four of them pit vipers yeah yeah we drove around and gave all the cops pit vipers that was awesome yeah exactly uh so so uh because of the fact that my name wasn't on any of the paperwork she didn't believe i was there and uh, so I got the phone number. I gave her all the cards from the police officers and told her to talk to him. And I was like, talk to these police officers and you can see that I was there. And her response to that was, I don't want to talk to pigs. I'd rather, I'd rather die and talk to those pigs. Uh, just give me, give me the body cam footage. Wow. I was like, Holy I was like ma'am, like th- these people have like, I get it. Like I, I, I paid you your money. I did what you want me to do, but these people also are not like pigs like yeah no that's the one thing i won't stand for is is disrespect against the law enforcement yeah and it's like i witnessed it firsthand they are the nicest people i've ever met in my entire life yeah and i'm not just saying that because i didn't get fined like i still see them on a regular basis like in town and i stop and talk to them and it's like the most hilarious thing because they're just like genuine people they're just doing their job and and she's just like gotta downgrade them like that just because she's a little like BLM girl and it's just like hard to it's hard to take that especially after knowing who they are so that's crazy uh, yeah dude it's been it, that was probably the most wild night of my entire life right there I thought I was done I was over thought I was going to be spending some time in jail and then I was going to have lots of community service hours afterwards but <laughs> life rolls on you know and thankfully it did Thankfully, yeah. it it ended the way that it did. So I just kind of, yeah. I kind of just reminded myself of when we were sitting in the in the thing. I have a note about this too. So I'll start it this way. So there's a rumor that a lot of people have asked me about, and like I said, we've we've kind of been disconnected for a while now. Uh, so just to clear up some confusion, what are your thoughts with the military? And is it true that you're planning to enlist? Oh my god. 
Oh, this is crazy. All right. So in spite of this entire two months that I've had, all right, in spite of all this, uh, I'd thrown everything away pretty much. Yeah. Uh, my car, I think we left this out. I had a car. It blew up. Yeah. No, it was gone. Fixing the car was $4,500. That's money I did not have at the time. Did not have that money to fix that car. Um, thankfully I had a dad that cared a lot. That was able to help me with that. And I'm still paying him back to this day. But, uh, if it weren't for him, like I was just in debt all over the place with my family, like with my dad, with, uh, my car payments. Cause I wasn't even driving the car. So I was like making all these payments on this car that didn't even work because I still had to pay money on it. Yeah. Um, so I was at this low point. It was really low point and I remember talking to the like Tanner Tanner and I both were were set like I, like I kid you not I still think about it sometimes Tanner and I were both set on joining the military we both said like there's nothing left for us in Moab like uh, obviously we could like move somewhere else and get different jobs that pay better or whatever but we just weren't into that we just wanted to like experience that like it's a I new, it's a new was, adrenaline rush. Yeah, I thought like, well, man, I I'm real into guns. I like to like, I like to put myself out there. I like to have adrenaline rushes. I put myself in situations without thinking when I probably should think about it sometimes. So it'd be like, <laughs> so it's perfect. It'd be like, it'd be like the perfect thing. Just and, throw your meat out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I was like really content. I talked to my parents about it. I talked to my dad about it. My dad was like supportive but he got really sad and he said that he didn't want to see me just like throw away potential like that yeah and he said that it was it was not worth it because i'll come back all messed up and all if i even come back and because i wasn't going to just go spend i don't know how long in boot camp you know i wasn't just you know what i'm saying yeah you were going you were going there for the full full ride i I was going there to get deployed. Like, I wanted to get out there and experience like being deployed, not just sitting in boot camp. Waiting. So where where did it all go? Or is it still... It kind of sounds like you've frayed away from that path. Um, it, it went away when I had the opportunity... When my boss offered me a job and he offered... When he told me that he was going to pay me this much and he said... I'll teach you how to learn a trade and we'll see how well you do and start a business like that. And like that. And then I said, all right, I'll give this a shot. Um, and you're loving it. I'm loving it. I think uh, that's, that too. I think that's perfect. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. Cause it's like, I never thought that I'd be in, I always wanted to be in like the labor, like the manual labor field and like kind of learning how to do something my hands and I'm going to fix things and build things on my own but I never thought that I would actually end up doing that and yeah. I feel like I've already learned so much and I can do so much on my own already and I'm trusted to like tow bobcats and and like backhoes and stuff from site to site by myself and I'm able to operate machinery and I can I can do like stuff that most 18 year olds aren't doing yet with my hands like I just feel very fortunate to go from having such a shitty like of events to like kind of making myself grow a little bit and i may not be doing it with mountain biking but i'm doing it in the sense that i 
uh, I feel successful. I feel like I'm, I'm pushing myself harder than I ever have. Um, I am learning a new sport. I'm making money. I have an awesome girlfriend. Like it's all, it's all so much better than it was before. And I don't want to jinx myself, but no, I don't. I think you've definitely learned your lesson, and I, I don't think there's going to be another, another fall of river. I hope not, man. Because I, I, I definitely don't, don't so. want to experience that ever again. But it's been it's been crazy, and I definitely think that we should actually hang out more because yeah, I know I agree. we don't really like mountain bike. I know we don't really mountain bike as much, so we don't have like a way to connect as much as we do when we're mountain biking. But like, I still think it'd be awesome to hang out. I'm so down, sure. dude. I'm so down. So I can can take you on the dirt bike. You can't ride the dirt bike. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, maybe not. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm busy actually. No, I'm kidding. Oh, you're busy with podcasting. Eh? I'm all busy. Right. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. all the time. No, I see it. Well, good. dude, we're coming. We're coming to the end. We're actually over our mark, which is crazy. It's so crazy how fast this goes by. Is there that anything? Is really, that's is, really crazy. Yeah, it goes by really fast. Is there anything you want to run by me? Is there anything else you want to talk about, or? Ah, just that um, I appreciate everything that you've done for me the last couple of years, man. Of course, like, dude. Of, it. of course. Yeah, I appreciate you being there even when I'm all messed up. So it's just, yeah, I just want to let you know that I appreciate everything. So, yeah. Thank you, Thanks man. Thanks for it all. It means a yeah. lot. All right. Yeah, thanks well, for thanks for having me on the Nobody's podcast. <laughs> I definitely felt like a nobody for a while. Holy. Hey, well, thank you guys for watching, viewing, and downloading this podcast. You guys are the reason I do this. So it really means a lot. If you enjoyed what you listened to today, feel free to check out our Discord. We give notifications on all the upcoming podcasts. So not only can you listen to them on Spotify, but also live from Twitch, like we're doing right now. River, like I said, I appreciate you coming out, and I'll see you all on the next show. Peace out.